0: Welcome to the Spiritual Scientist Podcast, where we journey through science and spirituality, modern and ancient practices, and make connections between the mind, body, and soul for optimal health and well-being. I'm your host, Sarah Fieski, nutritionist, research scientist, energy healer, lifestyle coach, and mother of three. I am truly humbled you are joining me on this magical journey of bridging the gap between science and spirituality. Okay, so welcome, Tracy, and thank you for joining me on the very first Spiritual Scientist podcast episode. I'm so excited to have you here. A, because this is the very first episode of this podcast uh, that I've lovingly created. And secondly, because you're a very special person in my life and you've definitely played a, quite a big role in my spiritual journey that I'll talk a little bit about shortly. Um, so firstly, I'm, I'm just going to read a little bit about you, Tracy, in terms of your, your background and your experience. So Tracy is a yoga teacher and the founder of Heart of Yoga Uh, she began yoga and meditation studies back in 1998. After many years of practice, uh, Tracy has studied various yoga styles with a range of teachers. Her continuous self-development has enabled Tracy to hone her skills and offer a variety of yoga techniques. Tracy's down to earth nature allows her to create meaningful interpersonal connections with her clients. This enables her to, to better accommodate to the individualistic nature of each class. Tracy has completed a diploma of yoga, extensive yin yoga training, level one meditation training diploma of bowen therapy mind body bowen studies as well massage therapy reiki's level 1 and 2 sanskrit chanting and philosophy studies wow that's a lot of stuff you've done there tracy amazing over the last 20 years tracy has had many opportunities to share her passion and knowledge with her community conducting weekly group classes from a studio in melbourne Uh, And most recently online, which has been absolutely amazing for me and so many, uh, I'm sure, of so many other of your clients, Tracy. Um, It's been a way that I've been able to re engage with you and your beautiful classes. Um, Tracy has also had the chance to work with refugee women, primary, secondary, special developmental schools, hospitals osteopathic clinics and in within corporate environments. Guided by her years of experience and intuitive nature, classes are varied and unique. Sharing the ancient wisdom of yoga philosophy in a gentle and relevant way, Tracy aims to delve into the deeper psychology of yoga, which supports each individual to develop a greater connection with themselves. Now, for the listeners, I just want to talk through very quickly before throwing over to you, Tracy, because we have loads to talk about um, how we both came into each other's world. So, uh, basically, when I was a young, well, I was entering young adulthood, so I was about 19 years of age, I'd heard of you, Tracy. So this was from my sister who was attending your yoga classes. I heard of this wonderful yoga teacher and I decided that I wanted to do some yoga. Didn't know much about it at all. But I, what drew me to yoga at that stage in my early adulthood was I wanted to work on being more fit and flexible. Now, I know that from all the yoga classes that I've, I've taken uh, with you, Tracy, that you taught me so, so much more than that. Um, You were pretty much my very first connection with self-teacher. And although I didn't really know it at the time, but upon reflection, I know this, my yoga classes that I was taking with you were very much my first uh, experience of connecting deeper with myself. And basically, we've been in touch ever since. So that's nearly 20 years. And so... I basically, I have been very blessed to have you in my life and I have thoroughly and continue to thoroughly enjoy the yoga, the meditation and the Bowen treatment that I um, do with you, uh, Tracy. So um, I guess what I'd love to talk more about in this episode is modalities Uh, particularly of yoga and Bowen and some other activities and modalities that I know you engage in as well, Tracy, um, how they support mind-body connection. And I'd love to learn more about your journey in
1: this entire realm. Thank you, Sarah, for that uh, lovely introduction and also for having me here and being part of your uh, your new adventure. Um, I feel very blessed for this opportunity, and you know, you really do inspire me how you're just jumping into these new, um, new, you know, neural network paths. Almost mm-hmm. like amazing <laughs> to watch, and it really is inspiring. Um, so thank you. Um, so if if that was the case, you are about 19. I must have long started. Maybe I. Only just started teaching when I met you. Maybe I've been teaching for probably about twenty-four uh, years now, um, something like that. And um, yeah, I I I feel really blessed, just like you. It's like hearing my own story. I was sixteen when my auntie popped into my home, um, which was in a little country town, and said, "I'm going to yoga across the road. There's a community health center and I said, oh, yoga, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'd always been fascinated. Um, I don't know what, I can't even tell you. On my way to school, there was a a symbol on a shop. So there was a yoga teacher that worked in a, 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 a room above a little milk bar. And I lived in a very small town, country town, and the OM was painted on the side of the wall. And I used to just be fascinated by this symbol. And to be honest, um, the yoga teacher that I did met, so this would have been primary school when I first was saw this on, and when my um, teacher was allowed to teach, this this gentleman had closed up and moved, and then my current te- my teacher that I met when I was 16 had set her up a space, and she wouldn't set up a space until this had happened because she didn't feel it was appropriate. So really interesting. I, I just followed my auntie over to this community health centre and started... Um, taking classes, But the very first class I did take, um, he, actually, I cried. I, I, I got to the end of the relaxation. I just had tears coming out of my eyes. And I remember my yoga teacher, well, I remember the woman at that time. I didn't know really the impact she was going to have on my life. But she just came up and gently wiped the tears away. And I remember thinking, this is really beautiful. I would love to be able to share this with other people. This is profound. And I, I never looked back. So, um, I, I did engage in, I was probably the only young one there. So I'd be surrounded with older women (laughs) in their (laughs) their late twenties and thirties. I'm talking about, um, I'm talking about, uh, sort of 1986 or 87 was when I was introduced. Um, so yeah a long time ago and you know even my friends that I tried to drag along were like what are you doing nuts not for me and um so I just continued to go alone even my mum wasn't interested um but I just felt this incredible connection and so at 21 I think I was about 21 when I first went on my yoga retreat with Sita so Sita is um the name of my first teacher Margaret Starley, and. Um, She became uh, not just a teacher, but a mentor and um, a guide. Yeah, just an amazing inspiration in my life. So um, yeah, I I did start to do my training after I traveled overseas at about 22, but I didn't get very far. And then I realized I wasn't committed to my self-practice. I stopped for a while, I didn't stop practicing, but I did stop. I was at some crossroads within my own self, to be honest. Um, And I was 27 when I went back to do my training with Swami Saraswati. Yeah, so that's a little bit about, do you want me to,
0: yeah. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) I, I love the fact that this all sort of, you know, your, your, you know, being drawn to yoga happened when, I mean, the very first instance was primary school age, just being, you know, drawn to a symbol, um, a yogic symbol. And then it sort of came back around when you're a teenager and we're talking when, if you were to, in 1986, 87 is what you said, Tracy, you know, yoga wasn't as trendy as it is now, you know, it, it was virtually unheard of. Is that right? And so now you've got loads of teens. Wonderfully enough, Tracy, you've done this work. You've gone into high schools um, to teach yoga. And so it's a a very um, welcomed activity now. And the benefits of it, we know a lot better through research, anecdotal evidence as well. But if I'm thinking back when you started, you were definitely. Um, I'm sure a lot of your friends were looking at you like you had three heads. Um,
1: <laughs> well, my teacher was considered in the small town that I lived in a, a witch, like she was a witch. Mm. That's
0: and interesting,
1: isn't it? Yeah, there was a bit of a, a stigma to it. And um, yeah. to be honest, um, I remember telling a friend at about the age of 19, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to teach yoga. And, and she said, just do it. And I said, yeah, but, you know, it's just so um, not the norm. And now I look at yoga and I think, wow, I mean, we didn't have fancy yoga mats. You you basically pulled up a piece of carpet in the community centre and Mrs Cedar would bring a bag of blankets that she would hand out during relaxation and that was that, you know. Um, she would always have a little lamp or a candle and it was a bowl and it was a donation, um, a small fee for the class, uh, you know, in comparison to what we pay now was, was nothing. Um, so, yeah, it was considered really strange. But I just, um, I remember thinking about what I felt and what I felt at the end of the class was peace. And I remember thinking, this is just what I want to share with people, peace. And how do we find peace? and you know i still don't think i have any of the answers (laughs) but i do know that just having glimpses and um and the rest that it gives us um there's two sides of it you know there's the yin and the yang um but there's this this doorway to go in to be invited into our bodies and our minds i feel like um yoga's just taken on a life of its own and there was a while where i felt a bit disillusioned with it because it became just a very physical practice um, and um, very in vogue. And, um, you know, for a little while there, I was a little bit like, oh, I'm not doing that, you know. And I felt wrong for a while as well um, because it had changed so dramatically. And I still think there's, you know, a little bit of that, but there are more and more amazing, wonderful teachers that are bringing all eight limbs of yoga into the space and it's becoming a therapy rather than just a practice. Um, while I haven't studied yoga therapy, I feel like with all the courses and all the workshops I've done over the years, <laughs> I probably have, um, you know, monthly workshops with Swami and, um, and yeah, just it's it's really changed a lot but it's just a wonderful that so many more people are tapping into it which is is fabulous and so many different styles which i'm you know just amazed by how we've managed to create so many different variations and um aspects of yoga and people then can choose based on their own yeah their own needs and their own personality and their own qualities yeah that's really lovely so um,
0: it's really lovely when you talk about the differing styles, Tracy. And so when I came in as a young adult, you and in your classes, you were practicing half a yoga. And you have been for many, many years, and a little more recently when i've come back to into your classes there's been a little more yin that's been incorporated in, but you know i I recall having discussions with friends who were doing the hot yoga, and I recall I, you know I was like, Ooh, I felt that didn't resonate with me, and I love the gentle nature of the hatha yoga that you were teaching so I like, you know, as you said, there are these different styles, um, which is great because, you know, people can choose as to what may be resonating with them at the time in terms of what they feel might be, uh, you know, helpful to them. But I've definitely personally found your style of teaching in that very gentle connecting with self way of going about your yoga. I found that very nurturing for myself. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd love to learn more. You know, you've touched on it. So your style of yoga, how, you know, you've, you tell us a little bit about how you went down the path that you did in terms of the styles that you teach.
1: I think because my teacher was probably way ahead of her time, to be really honest. She used to talk about feeling the, the movement, feeling it, rather than trying to perfect a movement in a, an alignment way. And I feel like when you bypass what someone else is telling you, how something should look, you go into a sense of an embodied experience. So it's how it feels within you. Um, and that is um, a reference point Uh, to draw on so that you really, um, you aren't hurting your body. You're listening to it. You're connecting into it. Um, And that takes it from an outer experience to a more inner experience. And for me, yoga from day one was sort of um, an inner experience. However, as it's evolved, I realised that there was a part of me also that in my initial and early day practice, was a little bit of disconnection in that I could just disconnect from everything that was going on in my reality and um, be in a space of peace in the class. And so I was deliberately learning to block out feelings and emotions. Now I realise that really we want to include them and not sort of force anything to stay away. And so I, I realised that this is something I've had to sort of reconcile with myself, learn myself, I feel. I don't think a teacher can teach this. These are, these are, um, these are things that we learn in our journey through life. Um, so for me to have learnt that, I feel that I'm able to um, translate that and relate that to others in a uh, probably... I don't think it always translates to everybody, but obviously the audience that comes, they, they get the message I'm trying to convey that this is not about, you know, trying to get to your toes. It's exploring the experience um, emotionally, mentally, observing all aspects of ourselves, staying connected in the sphere of what's, what's within us. I don't know if I'm articulating that very well. but Oh, you um, are. You are keep going <laughs> tracy definitely it's it, it just made sense to me um, and it and it always has um, I also think that um, yeah, just maybe the bowen therapy I studied studying that at around twenty eight so i I was writing my yoga studies, i think when bowen presented itself oh, bowen presented itself to me at twenty one I had my first bowen treatment at twenty one And it was through my yoga teacher, Sita, who had um, referred me to a naturopath that did Bowen therapy. And I didn't think I would do it. But as we progressed and I started doing more of the training, Sita did say to me, you know, Bowen would be really wonderful to work with because it would help with your yoga. And I was pretty fascinated by it too, um, that mind-body connection and just how these subtle, gentle moves um, had such a powerful impact with really less, um, they're not invasive and no one's dictating again. So I obviously had issues with authority <laughs> because <laughs> I to, um, you know, to find our own authority and um, and trust that authority, which is sort of a bit of a contrast from our society because we're pretty much been a, uh, Sort of dictated in a in a in an authority way, and I think a lot of a lot of us have lost our connection because of our societal way of, of being. And I don't know. I probably went completely the as we do pendulum swing to a full swing, and it was all about the inner connection. And yeah, I think Bowen has influenced me a little bit there as well. Um, because it's such a gentle modality. It's, it's so subtle. Uh, flower essences are another uh, element I've used. And now, you know, I've been exploring homeopathy for quite a long time. Although I'm not qualified or trained in it, I use it in my family and um, and for myself and have for, for quite a long time now. Um, and, you know, I've been doing, you know, first responders homeopathy. Um, but, yeah, I, I just... I just feel that you we do need to realize that we have this incredible um awareness within ourselves it's it's inside of us yet we look outside of ourselves for the answers and um you know i still grapple with that a little bit to be honest society says one thing and i know it i know i know it um within myself but yeah, I think we all need um, we need to refine that connection and develop it, and I think there is so much gold there when we when we can refine it. I love that, Tracy, and refine it with these differing
0: modalities, depending on what where what what's you know where you're being pulled or what what you're being drawn to. Um, you know, before we we started recording, we were talking about you know intuition and and you know trusting self and, and, and that, that therefore, you, you know, you need to connect further with yourself to, to be able to do that and how important it is for your everyday life. And I was, you know, we were just talking about in terms of children and illnesses and stuff like that. So though so that connection um, with oneself um, mind, body together and, Uh, nurturing through differing activities I think is is um, absolutely can be absolutely amazing it can mind-blowing. I don't know where I'd be without it. I feel that the modalities that I've experienced with you, Tracy, yoga, the meditation, the Bowen, has definitely played a role in my connecting with myself. Of course, I've become disconnected at times, uh, most definitely, uh, particularly when the outside sort of influences tend to infiltrate stronger at certain times in our lives. Um, One of those has been when I've been trying to build a career um, and very much Working, you know, with those external influences and sort of disconnecting with myself as to what was actually the right thing to do for myself for a number of reasons. And I was very much focused on those external parameters in which i should be achieving and pushing and, and 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 sort of hitting those those milestones and those goals so um it's a beautiful time for me to come back reconnect with these modalities and um and and if we even i just went did a bit of a search on the literature uh, there are so many studies on yoga and the beneficial effects on health um, you know I was just looking and thought it's just amazing in terms of, you know, um, positive effects on depression, regulation of blood glucose, improvements in the musculoskeletal system, uh, cardiovascular health as well. I think it's really beautiful that there is research that's being done as well. I mean, we were talking about intuition I'm sort of bringing in the scientific aspect as well. I think it's important that to some degree, these ben- the benefits, particularly of yoga, it's really great to see that there are studies being done um, so that there might be a little more clout in that sort of medical scientific sector. Uh, not to say that that's the be all end all, because again, many things cannot be um, necessarily measured or accounted for, but are still very powerful and benefiting. Uh, but I was, you know, I, I, I was pleasantly surprised of the number of current studies that have been conducted with, and f- with positive results. Um, and there was also the term of medical yoga, um, and I think you touched on it before in that technically your training is not, you've got the experience, but um, I I thought that was an interesting concept or terminology of medical yoga. um, And that when I learned a little bit more about it, please correct me if I'm wrong. um, It's obviously about the positioning, but I think it lends to what you were talking there. It's the connection with self um, to a greater degree through breathing techniques, mindfulness, mindfulness, Meditation Incorporated, and I know your yoga very much does all of that, um, in order to achieve these maximum benefits that can be had from yoga. So I don't know if you wanted to um, comment on on that terminology of medical yoga and where that might be at, or your understanding?
1: Well, to tell the truth, the names and titles, they change so quickly, and I feel like it's a bit of a a fashion statement thing that something just gets a new name. Um, And, but it is good to look into because I, you know, I was a bit like that when I sort of first heard of yin, but the very first yin class I did went, I went, wow, this is really powerful stuff. And I definitely want to explore this because, you know, you're in a pose for three three minutes or at least, you know. Um, So with the medical... I just know that so many doctors are now referring their clients to yoga. Um, I don't think that there's enough knowledge about the different styles and which style. And I I feel like it's almost like a bit of a, um, you know, just try the different styles and and feel drawn in a connection to the teacher and to the style. Um, It's got to resonate and you've got to follow that resonance and it might start off with a stung, like a really strong hot yoga or a shtanga and then you experience another style and, and, you know, as you change and evolve, that need for a different style changes and evolves as well. Um, sometimes we need to sort of ramp up and, and develop more strength and other times we need to just simply stop and really, you know, dive into ourselves. So um, I feel like we're constantly changing and evolving in that way. Um I believe, no doubt, that you know the medical part of yoga. It's it's profound. It is a medicine. You know the the breath, the the all the different elements in there. Um, in saying that, you know it's not a standalone. It's a complementary, and it works with everything else that you integrate into it. Um, I don't think any one thing fixes everything (laughs) you know we are evolving human beings and we need a broad range of experiences and i i feel like it's a bit of a stepping stone that yoga can be a doorway into opening up the mind to the self and opening up that doorway to want to explore that on a deeper level and i feel like that's sort of what i do that's my my job it's a bit of a guide to say hey there's a whole world within you that is profound and powerful. And, um, and uh, you know, I'm still exploring that myself. And I forget it at times too. You know, I get caught in complacency and societies, um, you know, uh, I, I forget. But I, I, I think my practice just brings me back. And as I age, you know, my yoga practice is still strong. But it's not as strong as my meditative practice. Now I feel like, um, you know, as we go through stages of life, having children, menopause, um, you know, we need to, to adjust things. Um, and I think as I was saying to you before, Sarah, just our little chat before about intuition, you know, women are the gatherers. They go out and gather the herbs and make a nest at home. And, you know, all the The people that come to yoga, it's 99% women. The women that um, do Bowen, 99% women, although more men are experiencing that now. Um, I also do run, facilitate um, 13 original clan mothers workshops with women and circles as well. And, you know, the, the big theme is about gathering tools, coming together and sharing resources and in ways to support ourselves and our family and our community. Um, because we know that unfortunately our medical system is not covering all of the aspects that we need as human beings to evolve. And women know this, we intuitively know it. And so we go out there searching um, and I don't know that that was my idea at the start. Maybe I was just thinking of how do I care for myself? How do I be in the world? How do I be safe in the world? I think, um, you know, we come from all kinds of backgrounds and so um, we have these, um, you know, beliefs that we've built up over time and we sort of unpick them as we age. <laughs> we pull them apart and um, we realise those stories might not be benefiting us now. So, yeah, it's, I don't know whether I'm digressing, but, yeah, it's, it's all of those things intertwined. And for me, uh, um, you know, I'm very fortunate that I have had people coming for such a long time, like I have so many people who have been coming for about 18, 19 years um, and, you know, developed these interconnections Um, and even just even over the last five years, you know, I seem to be able to um, retain. And so what happens is when people do come, I feel like I'm able to Take us into new, different spaces within the practice, and introduce new things that, um, again, open up the doorway to exploring. It might mean they need to you leave and find something else. I'm not attached to that because, really, that is you know that is it. You're just the guide. You're you're just a guide guiding a person into themselves. I don't even see it as a teacher. I think the old model of guru teacher is is old. Um, and that, you know, we become guides for each other to to trust ourselves. Um, and even I'm a bit sceptical with, like, lots of psychic readings and things because, you know, everyone has their perception and their perspective. We've got to find our own and develop our own. And I think that's where true power comes from, our true power within ourselves. And, um, you know, there's no magic wand is there you know but we do need to try them all you know go and put different clothes on and one might just look amazing and you didn't think it would even work so i think it, it is a big um a, a big playground to explore and we are so blessed you now because this um the natural wellness industry has has grown um you know i still am sometimes a little bit concerned by that too people Um, claiming that they can do this or it does this or this does that I'm I'm I sit on the fence with a lot of that I'm very neutral um I don't even have a website and part of that is because I don't know I just feel like people find you when they need you and that it's more than a business it's a community it's a connection um, yeah, it's a, almost like a vibrational attraction that when we find these things, they just sort of appear—the um, right person at the right time. So I really do put a lot of faith and trust in these aspects evolving. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really beautiful. I love the the fact when you or the
0: the way you're talking about it that you know certain um, activities or modalities do they when you're open to it as a person they do make their way to you or you to them um and i i you know it's it's wonderful to hear that for many of your uh, i guess um uh clients you would say or those that are you're sort of guiding on their journey they're sort of making their way to you in some way shape or form and you know i'm coming to realize that's very much the case when you're open to it when you're sort of like that open channel um, that it can you know um, you can be led to some really beautiful places and at times think, how did I even get there? It was maybe one conversation or one drop of a name from a friend and you're like, this is amazing. I've learned of someone else that works with this modality and, you know, um, you know, and I pretty much had that not long ago with you, Tracy, and, and, and a practitioner. Um and thought, oh well, I, you know, you just it sort of dropped into a text, you dropped into my text box on the phone, and there you go. It's I've been opened up to another modality that I had heard of, but not really looked into at all or really had any interest in it at this point in my life until I learned a little bit more. But it's it's amazing how these things all come about. I love what you talked about creating the community as well. Um, I think that's really beautiful, especially with the women's circles that you are running, uh, the sharing of um, stories and experiences and essentially wisdom. And we've, we've lost a lot of that in modern day society. Um, but I think it 's very beautiful when there is a bit of a sort of shift in the in the sort of flow, and we, 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 we 're reconnecting with these more ancient type of way of knowledge transfer and modalities coupled with the modern day medical system and science. I think together they can be, you do such beautiful things. Um, So I love how you're fostering that community and I've been a part of it for many years. I've come back into it most recently and, you know, you really, such a beautiful sense of community in your classes, Tracy, without a doubt. Um, and I think that's really beautiful to have that um, for, for whoever is sort of feeling that, that community could be of benefit for them. And, and, and I know it could be for many, particularly in this COVID situation. Isn't that right, Tracy? Where We're connected but so disconnected at the same time because we've had various lockdowns around the world, in and out of lockdowns, you know, different versions of lockdowns, all that sort of stuff. And we're so connected with technology uh, in terms of social media and you can zoom and you can face time and all sorts of stuff, but we're also very, disconnected as well, that human connection. So we, we you know, there's a, an element of disconnect with ourselves and a disconnect with others as well. So it's a bit of a, I don't, it's a bit of a, an interesting one, isn't it? Where we're connected, but disconnected at the same
1: time. Oh, absolutely. I think it's a global phenomenal issue at the moment. It's, um, you know, it is. We we think we're so connected. We have these things at our fingertips and we can see everything, but yet we can still feel very alone. And in that aloneness, um, I feel like that being in these lockdowns um, and this aloneness is a doorway into connecting to ourselves. And I do feel like it's um, an opportunity for our evolution to, to grow and um, is challenging it is very challenging because when we sit with our discomfort which is sort of a a definite um statement that comes with yin the practice of yin yoga sitting in slight discomfort we we want to get away from discomfort you know we don't want to feel anything that's uncomfortable we want to push it away and overlay it and generally keep ourselves so busy this is a practice in itself and it's not an easy practice to sit with um, uncomfortable feelings of, um, and we don't need to sit in them for too long, but we do need to learn to just be present with them, not let them dictate us and rule us, which, you know, I can say this, but, you know, I, I'm not always there either. You know, um, that that's not always how I respond. It's how I would ideally like to respond. But um, these practices, are definitely there for us to help us, to support us through those discomforts when taught in a way that's all-encompassing, that is inclusive. Um, And that's why, you know, hence the women's circles, I felt like sometimes there's a little bit of a chat sometimes in my class. It's harder on Zoom. but um, Face-to-face, sometimes we'll start off with a dialogue. Someone will ask a question and it sets off this wonderful opportunity to share and, you know, um, you know, the the first 20 minutes might actually be a sharing of some description, which then may actually influence the way I even take the class and how we end the class. Um, Hence why I probably moved into the women's circles. I started to do a few of these probably about eight years ago. I entered into 10 years ago, so I was heading into my early 40s and I thought, oh, I'll Check this out, you know, this is really interesting. And they were wonderful and and powerful and, um, you know, such a beautiful, authentic way to connect with women, to be authentic and real and vulnerable rather than wearing our masks. Um, And, you know, I'm learning more and more to just take that mask off, just to rip it off and be real. And um, I'm still learning to be seen. Um, to be to be comfortable to be fully seen um, but in in smaller groups you know I feel like this is such a sacred experience to um, to share and I know that when someone is real and authentic you know it's it, it opens up the doors into so many beautiful places and um, you know I knew I could do that in the yoga platform um, I just wanted to then create another, platform where that could take that a little bit further, you know, it already developed a lot of trust with a lot of women. So, um, you know, it's been such a beautiful exploration as well. Um, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we do need lots of these things. We don't have, some of us don't have mothers and aunties around us all the time or friendships are always evolving and changing and I think that's a natural and normal phenomenon. Um, and that to have um, safe spaces to share with group, it's like a group therapy without being a therapy. You know, there'll be a theme and the theme can explore whatever it is that's relevant for you right now. Um, they are, they're all ancient practices. <laughs> you know, the Klan women's um, teachings, of the book, Jamie Sands, it actually comes from traditional Native American teachings. But there's so much of the yoga philosophy threaded in. They're all they're all so similar in their in the depth and the meaning. They just are explored slightly differently. There's a different language or um, a different way of doing it. But the essence is is very much the same. Mm.
0: Beautiful. Very very beautiful. And look, I I you know, with some experience with being in groups with women of differing ages. I feel like there's so much wisdom and experience to be shared from the younger women, you know, and, and to middle age and a little older. And it's amazing. Um, you know, I'm currently in a group. Um, it's a, you know, a group learning um, Activity that I'm engaging in and most of the women are across the other side of the world But every time I come away from one of these meetings, I just feel so enriched with I guess it's a, uh, It's just an enriching experience to sort of listen to where other people are at um, other women are at in their lives and, and what they're experiencing and how there are so many similarities and then there's differences but um but the similarities across these different age groups is always very um I think it's refreshing, um, but I think it's also really lovely to hear from every these differing experiences and and sort of take something away from them. Um, and you mentioned not everyone has their mum or aunts around, or you know, in terms of you know, um, for women we don't necessarily have that may have that structure that used to serve us so well, you know, where there was the the family those the family unit the women unit around and. What, what's the saying? It takes a village to raise a child, you know? So we don't quite quite have the same sort of structure as we once did. And that's yes. where these modalities of, of where you have predominantly women engaging in because they're being drawn to them. Um, you know, it's lovely to have these sharings and these common experiences or common sharings that are happening, I think, are just beautiful to uh to to you know to help along one's life journey and that's certainly been my experience so it's it's just Absolutely. beautiful powerful And I think women,
1: you know they not every one of them has you know some of the women that I've encountered that have just you know maybe been doing yoga for 20 years but never done a circle um some of them find it quite confronting but take to it like a duck to water because they're, they're able to express themselves in ways that they never were. And <clears throat> I think, um, yeah, just being able to express ourselves and express our, you know, our uniqueness. And as we do that, we often hear someone else say, yeah, I feel like that. I, I, I know what you're talking about. I've been through something similar. And that sharing, that openness, um, you know, that alone feeling that I was talking, about before, it dissolves. And all of a sudden you realise, I'm not alone, that's that's actually normal, but we keep so much inside. And I even feel like that um, in the body, you know, we keep so much inside. It's like a hard drive. It doesn't forget. We need to find ways to interact with our body and mind um, and support that interconnection and interaction and develop these um, qualities and skills that we all have that we've either shut down or um, locked up um, due to all kinds of things. You know, part of it is the disconnection in our society and how we've been um, conditioned. Um, Yet there's a knowing in women and women know and you and I both shared there's instances when you have such a strong feeling and you know it um in your every fiber of your being and um and when you follow it it's like following you know I think of Hansel and Gretel and following the breadcrumbs and and it does it leads you to your gingerbread house you just have to trust it and um I think trust is a really big theme um I feel like you know even when I named my um, business Heart of Yoga, I was sort of sitting in contemplation for a while. Um, my yoga teacher's name is Sita and my my uh, fellow yoga teacher that also studied under Sita called her yoga school Sita's Yoga. And I was devastated and I kept thinking, oh, what am I going to call it? And I, I sat in contemplation for quite a while, meditated and, and Heart of Yoga um, just kept dropping in because um, I think the heart is... big link with a lot of the things um we feel that it comes from all of our our motivations or intelligence come from the mind but they come from when we tap into intuition heart mind connection or we can call it a higher self and it is it's it's still us though there's there's the the higher self the embodied self that knows and we sort of draw on all of these wisdoms. Well, I try and encourage them, this is what I work with, I'm drawing on all of them, you know, the many directions um, in the the clan women's teachings, there's the seven directions, you know, the below direction, the above direction, the north, the south, the west, the east and the within direction. And these resonate so strongly with me, just those words, you know, um, and each Each one represents a different stage, like the the little girl or the teenager or the woman or the crone. Um, There's fascinating resonances um, and connections in them. But, um, yeah, I feel that more and more people are looking at ways to explore this, um, knowing that they have within them. Wow.
0: Well, what a conversation, Tracy. I think we could go on and on. This could be a three, four hour plus
1: conversation.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Just goes, doesn't it? Thank um, you, Sarah. It's
0: been absolutely beautiful. Now, Tracy, where can, um, our listeners, uh, you know, find you, um, you've mentioned your business name, Heart of Yoga. Um, you know, what do you, you know, what do you, what do you currently offer in terms of your um, activities and where can they find you? Well, at the moment, it's
1: all on Zoom, <laughs> which, um, which is, you know, different. Hopefully it won't be long when we back out. But, um, um you know, basically, I've um, got a lovely studio out uh, just out past Essendon, Keeler Park Drive, and... Um, Hopefully, be returning there in November. Hoping, yeah. Um, but yeah, just a phone call away. Um, probably my phone number is the best thing to give you, as I don't have a website set up. It, it is in my list of to-do things, and I'm slowly chipping away at, at getting something together. But. I haven't found I really needed it. Um,
0: no, because you so. said naturally people grab it, you know, as they do, they get pulled to to all your 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 workings, your activities. But you do have your Instagram profile, I do. don't you? I do there. Not it very
1: often, but I do <laughs> have it. I don't upgrade it very often. I'm not. I'm not a great social media uh, user. Um, but yeah, you're busy do.
0: doing all your things. That's why. <laughs>
1: i I do um i'm a bit slack there too but it's it just it's just one of those things i haven't really um integrated too well but it's there so there's heart of yoga instagram and i do have a facebook page too that i don't also update that often but it's there there's a presence um yeah so you can contact me on any of those
0: Um, they're wonderful And you currently, as you've mentioned, you are running everything on Zoom, but you have your yoga classes that are a mix of yin and hatha. Is that right?
1: Sort of. um, of I'm dancing with the different modalities at the moment. I feel like, um, uh, yeah, I I tend to mix them around a little bit. I also do a bit of restorative as well. So I think often that I get an inkling, I tend to follow seasons. Um, which is the, the theory of the, the yin yoga and work within the season elements. But sometimes that will just get flipped on its head and we'll end up doing something else. I sort of intertwine new moons and four moons in there as well. So it's just, uh, I don't know, it's, it's just a constant evolving. You, you sort of don't know a hundred percent what you're going to get, but I do feel like um, for me, it's very intuitive. So I, I, I don't pre-plan a lot, I have some themes and ideas, but when the group come together, I feel like we have this bio um, resonance that happens where we bounce off each other and somehow I'm able to collect information from the group and, and work from the group. Um, and that's how I work face to face with everything with Bowen as well. I did find that when we first went on Zoom, that was really hard, but um, I had to just trust myself and it it's working now, so it it's actually allowed me to even hone in on more self trust on my intuition and and know that doesn't matter how far away something or somebody is, there's still a frequency that's that's traveling through the ether between all of us. So it's very powerful, and I think there's much to be learned right now as we go through this time. Um, so I do wish anybody that's listening to this, you know. Um, you know so so much um, good good wisdom that may come from this this uh, challenging challenging experience that we're all um, encountering yeah so thank yeah. you Sarah for a wonderful opportunity to share and thank to, you Tracy for being on yeah for
0: coming on and sharing. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. And I'll leave everyone with this last one. I love how you said that you had a little bit of a, you know, it was a bit of a block with technology. Um, and then your, you know, sort of your intuitive nature and I know how intuitive you are because all your close, your classes are very, very, varied, varied, and you never quite know what you're going to get, but you always tend to hit that mark with whatever you're doing. That's my experience anyway. I know I'm not alone, but I like when you said that, um, you know, normally in an in-house environment, you would be picking up on the differing energies and you've had to work on the fact that you, you know, you're distant now, you're working in a distant manner, but it's another, another, I think that's a beautiful uh, example that we'll, I'll leave everyone with is that your intuition, that mind body connection as well is, is like a muscle that you you have to work on. And I feel that just hearing your example there, that you know, at first you're like, oh, how am I going to do this distant-wise? But you've done it so beautifully. Your classes are wonderful, Tracy. And so you've done it and you've said that you've done it. You you now get a bit of a da- download from your class. So it's amazing when we exercise um our intuitive nature, we connect with ourselves more and more through these differing modalities that we've talked about today. That beautiful things can happen, beautiful things that can really take us by surprise as well. And uh, and it's just it's beautiful fuel in the trusting realm that you just keep trusting the process, trusting yourself, and trusting that, like you said, is trickier situation that we're in globally now. That there is a lot of beauty that but particularly with that self-connection and with others at a different level. yeah,
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And just to remember, you—you you, we're never alone. We're never alone. Just go and sit out by a tree and, and pop your body next to a tree. The comfort you can feel. Um, it's such a powerful thing to do. We, we you know, we, we look for so much stimulation. I think that just keeping... Um, keeping things simple is profound as simple as sitting outside with our feet on the ground and our back against a tree um, can be such a peaceful experience Um, keep it simple it doesn't have to be hard does it tracy
0: wonderful thank you so much again tracy thank Thank you everyone for listening i hope you've enjoyed this episode but uh yeah again a big thank you thank you tracy amazing
1: Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode. If you have any questions or comments, please connect with me on Instagram at foodspiritwellness. Also, if you feel guided... I would be so appreciative if you could rate the podcast and share it with others you feel may enjoy it or benefit from it. And this way, the podcast can reach more and more people. Until next time, be sure to nourish your mind, body and soul.